Hello, everyone, and we're back with episode 11 of the NLF Insider Podcast. And folks, this is a big one. He has returned, the prodigal son, the one and only Daggett Morse. Daggett, welcome back. Thanks for not burning it down while I was gone, fellas. Appreciate that. Shady's back, back, back again, again. No, don't sing. Please stop singing for all of us. All, all 12 of our listeners are going to be horrified by your... We can't call it a triumphant season. return since my team didn't win anything, but the season's over now, so it's a return. How'd we do this year? Talk to me about the brothers at Zaveria. Lost in the Elite Eight to the Harbor Men of Hingham. So it was a good year. So you didn't even lose to the champs? No. Well, we did twice in the regular season. Does that count? <laughs> Not great. Congrats to St. John's Prep on their repeat. Anybody going to knock them off next year? Or is this like a dynasty in the making? Uh, I haven't started thinking about it yet. I don't want to be depressed over the summer. I mean, Acton Boxborough knocked them off. That's why I picked them to win the whole thing, and then they couldn't even get by BC. So Things happen. You know, we're going to get to see a lot of these guys uh, get after each other in the Boston Lakes All-America game, though, Flano. Let's go. For the first time, I think this is the first time we've ever done this. We're doing MIA versus ISL. Obviously, for the majority of our listeners who aren't from New England, they probably don't know. There's two high school cross leagues up here. There's the ISL, the Independent School League. And then there's the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association, otherwise known as the MIAA. And that's the majority of the schools up here. Um, a lot of trash talk between the two leagues, the players. You know, which league is better, ISL, MIAA. In past years, we've just combined the teams to be a mix of both. This year, people ask for it. They're getting it. You're getting the ISL. You're getting the MIAA. The best players from both leagues, those are that are there, deserve to be there. Those that are there coaching deserve to be coaching. There's some bad blood. It should be a fun night, all for a good cause. Uh, feel free to come out to Babson July 13th at 6.30 p.m. if you want to watch the best players. Seniors, juniors, and one sophomore, one of Daggett's murderous sons, Jimmy Kenny. If you want to see the best players in New England at the high school level play, that's the place to be on July 13th. Has yep. Jimmy Kenny been mentioned on this podcast more than Daggett Morse has? Probably. We get one reference to Jimmy Kenny and like every, well, I can't say every week because we're going to do this every week, but every podcast. And we're going to talk more about him when we talk about well, Elite 120. Um, but yeah, more Jimmy Kenny, less Daggett Morris, I think is good for the overall podcast. Good for everybody, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it is the first year we've done that. Um, people have been asking it for forever. Uh, with the MIA returning into the, you know, the, the cozy nest of U.S. lacrosse and doing all Americans the way the rest of the country does instead of our own way. The numbers actually finally work out because otherwise you had like twice as many MIA guys in the game. It just made no sense. Um, no one wants to be invited to an All-Star game and get one shift. Um, so the numbers work out this year. Should be great. Talent's crazy. Um, really should be, you know, really down to the face off X with who get the ball because both teams are going to score a ton. Um, even though both sets of goalies are, are outrageously talented. So, yeah, should be a good night at Babson. Um, fired up to see uh, what the outcome is. There'll be a lot of trash talk one way or the other. I'm sure uh, the Twitters will be will be going. Everyone will have their burner accounts out saying mean things to each other, so that'll be fun. Um, Death, yeah. taxes, and Western Mass lacrosse burner accounts. That's Absolutely. That's what they do. Should never get How many burners do you have? I don't have any burners as That's far as you surprising. can prove. Yes, of course. Thank you. I won't That's... lie. I have, bur- I have burners. Do you I, actually? I mean, I've, never tweeted, I've never tweeted from any of them, but it's to like creep on other people. 
you know, what yeah. they, like, like Adam, I need a burner to w- w- look at Adam Schefter's tweets. He has, he sent me blocks since I was like <laughs> 19 years old. No, no, no. I need this story now. You can't just, I'll, I'll tell you my block story after this just one. You go ahead. And take this one. All right. Fair enough. Uh, when I was like, I don't know, 18, I don't even know. I, I was young. I was, it was like 2009. So I've seen is, some of those old tweets. I could see how you can get blocked, but go on. All right. Well, Adam Schefter, I, I believe it was Eric Mangini got fired by the Browns. And Adam Schefter was on air with SportsCenter at the time. And he literally got the update to his phone while they were on air. And he started celebrating in the studio. He's like, hey, guys, Eric Mangini just got fired. Eric Mangini has got fired. Yes, let's go. I broke the story. The whole world saw him react that way. But then he kind of took a step back and said, oh, but a guy did just lose his job. So we should feel pretty sympathetic for him. Well, I immediately got on Twitter being the keyboard warrior that I was. And I said, hey, you some guy just lost his job. You're an arrogant. And then within like probably two minutes, I was blocked. But how was I supposed to know he was going to become like the top dog NFL reporter for like the next two decades? It's just been I'm a surprised tough he like saw your reply because he probably gets a million replies to every single thing. Yeah. You know, I just. He's got take, a thing for take, from Boston. Yeah. Well, if I could take one tweet back. It'd probably be that. None of the other ones that have ever gotten me in trouble. Just that one. Oh, I've seen a lot of your tweets. You should take a lot of them back. No, I Don't refuse. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I, will, I refuse to take any other ones back. I am uh, blocked by one Division One lacrosse program that I've never interacted with on Twitter in any way, shape, or form. I think it is too. Well, that doesn't surprise me. But shout out to Brian. Just has me blocked. I don't know what I did. Must have really annoyed Coach Presser back in the day or – because it was before they, their coaching changed. So I don't know what I did, guys, but I'm sorry for whatever I did. Go Bulldogs can, and whatnot. Can we, un- we unblock Shannon now? With the, I mean, come on. Let's 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 make yeah. let's make where, this happen, guys. Whoever this gets the login, whoever gets the login to that account. Yeah, whatever after. student manager gets in there next year, like, come on. It's it's time. It's time. I need you to look up um, whatever school he just took over in Texas and see if that account's blocked you already. Because if they have, it'll be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That needs so to you know it's, it's personal. He, he Is that Highland Park? I think it's Highland Park. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if I'm if I'm blocked by Highland Park, I'll know it's legit. Highland Park Lacrosse. I don't know. I'm gonna look into this. This is this is a great idea. The so. research we do here at the NLF Insider Podcast, we do it live in a way you can't. Oh, I I just want to throw it out there. I am not blocked by at HP Lax yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's coming. But Brian, let's let's make amends. Let's be friends here. All right, we can do this together. Let's bury old hatchets. Come on. I mean, I mean, I don't see, I don't see what the hatchet's all about anyway. But um, you were telling me, Flano, you got some injury returns at this uh, Boston Lakes All American game. Yes. So we have both Aiden and Evan O'Neill out for Team ISL. That's a big blow. Running um, out of O'Neills. I know. Um, Jack Taylor, Jacksonville has a previous commitment. He will not be able to attend. And we have two guys questionable: Grayson McClements, he's committed to Penn. And Aiden McGuire, he's obviously going to Duke. He's just graduated from St. Sebastian's. Those would be two huge guys not playing for the ISL. I mean, granted, they still have an absolutely loaded attack headlined by Chad Palumbo going to Princeton. But if you ask me, they're going to need as much talent as they need, as they can get, because people are sleeping on the MIA. I mean, they obviously don't have the Ivy commits that the ISL do. But if you had to ask me to put a line on it, I would say – I'm going to put the line at ISL minus 1.5, considering all the recent backouts and injuries of the ISL kids. Flano would be the one to be gambling on high school lacrosse. I absolutely would be. Public forum. 
Yes. Also, so you said ISL minus one and a half. Yeah. So I. So MIAA kids, if you if you guys cover the one and a half, you need to let Flano hear about it on Twitter and in his DMs on Instagram. I mean, I mean, screw that. The MIA kids win. I don't want the ISL to win. I'm an MIA kid. I'm with the Zavarian. Wow. Daggett knows this. ISL kids. So, so now you're just you're just annoying everybody. No, because I think the ISL is better, but I want the MIA to win. Do you hear win. that? Wow. So you hate everyone. Got it. All right. Anyway, moving right along. Flano hates everybody. Daggett's just finally here. We're so excited to hear that. Daggett, where have you been? What's life been like? Uh, you know, and how much crazy... do you love Jimmy Kenny? <laughs> our crazy season runs so late. You know, our playoffs didn't get over till the middle of June. Um, and we had a family wedding the next weekend. So I've just been totally off the grid. This is the first week back, finally back on the summer circuit. Um, how much do I love Jimmy Kenny? He knows how much I love him. We don't, we don't need to go, we don't need to get into that again right now. We don't have enough time. There's not enough bandwidth. We have, that's for sure. season, we have to do a whole season's worth of podcasts for Daggett to express yeah, maybe, his love. Maybe we'll have him on when he commits. Um, do you have any takeaways? Well, yes, then I'll ask, and then, then I'll answer the question. He had a lot of Elite 120. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. Actually, speaking of Elite 120, awesome event. Um, <clears throat> probably about, I don't know, 50 coaches on one sideline. It's one field, six teams. You know, so many of the best 24s in the country. Um, we're going to have more on that. But, uh, you know, speaking of Kenny, there was one, one game went in a three-on-three Braveheart, and there was one player who had a one-on-one right on the crease and thought he had all day. And then next thing you know, Jimmy Kenny just takes the ball away, gets it to Jackson Spells, Mitty from Team 91 Carolina, who just hammers it home. And it must have been such a depressing feeling for that attack when he thought he had a one-on-one until he saw Jimmy Kenny flash into the screen. So uh, we're big Jimmy Kenny fans. This may officially be a Jimmy Kenny podcast, actually, at this point. We should be Brunswick, a Brunswick podcast and a Jimmy Kenny podcast. <laughs> just keep just adding be, it. Yeah, just keep should, adding. We should just be the Jimmy Kenny Insider podcast at this point. And we have a Daisy podcast as well, which is great. Yeah, Daisy. My um, girlfriend keeps hounding me to make her on Instagram, and I just refuse. No, don't do that. That's weird. Don't do that. Yeah. That's I, so I agree. I agree. I, I'm so bizarre. And then just commenting throw... back to people as the dog. That's a sign of yeah. Mental. It's it's thank you, Daggett. Thank <laughs> That's you. a sign that you're a lunatic for sure. Sorry. Also. Uh, nobody believes that you actually have a girlfriend, so that's a fake that's story true. you're telling anyway. I, but I, um, I, I live alone. Right? You know, you know <clears throat> when I was I, I was at Elite 120, um, really a lot of awesome. The, the goalies are so good in this class; it's unbelievable. There's probably like I don't know 25 goalies that you can make a case or a top five goalie in the class, like depending on who's making the list, and it's it's really kind of obnoxious. I don't know. This is your brand, like. But I mean, some of these goalies at, at Elite 120, Graham Stevens, leading edge, five star, Tucker Williams uh, from two way, four star. I mean, Ben Friedman from primetime, four star. Like the, the goalies were just bananas. Um, it's crazy how good they are. I'm concerned. I'm an offensive guy. I'm concerned about what some of these attackmen and middies are going to do against these goalies because it may not be, it may not be good. I mean, I like that we're all like, we all have our thing. Daggett's defense. I'm goaltending your offense. Works out perfectly. I'm here. And I'm here for the goals, man. Don't bore yeah. me with the defense. Exactly. You know? We can both agree Unless... that screw defense. We can both agree. Screw yeah, defense. No, I'm not here for defense. Yeah. Except D-Mitty. Shout out D-Mitty. He's the backbone of America. Hashtag for the brand. As Abraham Lincoln once said, short stick D-Mitty's are what this country was built on. He so. did say that. Yeah. It's a well-known fact. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that because I was going back on strike. Otherwise, I was just signed out <laughs> here and I was gone for another. We're, we are for the brand. We know how to pander to you. Thank um, you. 
you know, but checking out Crab Feast. I mean, Coach McLaren from the Crabs has done such a wonderful job with that event year after year after year. You know, more than 250 college coaches there this weekend. I think I saw every every possible high-end school there. Um, got to watch a good deal of the 24s and the there was a Crabs versus 91 semifinal that felt like a freaking Memorial Day weekend battle. I mean, conservatively speaking, between the two teams, there's at least there's going to be at least 30 30 Division One commitments on that from that game, and it was just every every sideline was just lined with you know every major school there. It was it was actually like surreal to watch, um, and it just kind of really shows you like you know those those events like Crab Feast and the upcoming NLF national championships. There's only a couple of them that are really elite and set themselves apart, and that was definitely one of them because you know it was a one goal game um, where. 91 had the ball last basically and uh, Hunter Aquino from the Academy of the New Church, one of our four stars, inverted as he did all weekend because I think he played about 47 games in June and <clears throat> found Lucas LaForge um, on the crease for, for a dunk. But I mean, it was a game you could have watched just go on for hours and hours and hours and it would have been awesome. So um, shout out to Crab Feast, great event, you know, really high level of competition and I didn't even realize, I kind of like forgot that it was, you need to win six games to win the title. So it's definitely a bear. It's a war of attrition, but um, you know, and and then in the final 91, just uh, was able to pull away a little bit from FCA, just have a little bit more uh, juice in the tank. But like I said, when it's, when it's six games and 90 degrees, it's, it's hard, man. It's it's schedules a bear. bear. Yeah. Everybody's good and it's, they do it right. No eye tests, no, no backdoor rankings. Win, go win your game. Show up, win your game. And boom, beat beat who's in front of you. Um, none, none of that so, weird pool ranking. No, no, just just straight up. And and uh, and the hometown crabs took home the twenty three title. The crabs twenty three team's been uh, really outstanding. Shout out to the big tasty for holding it down in the cage. He's awesome as usual and a fan favorite of this podcast. Big tasty, the man, the myth. Oh man. Guys, He's he's a big boy. Lost some weight. Still still an intimidating presence. I feel like that should be illegal. You should not. I feel be like, it'd be like I, I I gotta talk to some people about like shooting on this guy. It's like where do you where do you shoot here? Don't. You know, he takes up a lot of the cage, and then you watch him move, and you're like, all right. So he moves like a dude who's maybe half his size. So that's great. You know, good luck with that. Just close your eyes. That's it. That's it. I well, got a good one. That's for sure. <sighs> Thanks for the reminder. No, no, no. Great job by Coach Myers and the staff to, to Lane Caleb. He's an awesome goalie. Great kid. Um, foundation of their 23 class. But this coming weekend, we've got Nike, the National All-Star Games, powered by Nike Lacrosse. Uh, really exciting. Going to be, you know, so many of the best players from around the country. Um, you know, I, I'm just excited to kind of see all those, you know, the, the region versus region matchups. I think there's a lot to it. Daggy, you've done this before. What are your kind of thoughts on this event? Yeah, it's kind of cool um, combining, you know, some of the club teams up here. Obviously, getting a mix of you know clams, 3D, Massachusetts guys, and some others um, playing together. Um, they all know each other anyway, so it's it's kind of cool to kind of mash all those together and see what play styles shake out, and you know go kind of test yourselves. And you know just going off of you know how it went last year, I mean you better come in with every position group loaded because everybody else will. I mean we had the 24s last year, and we just struggled a little bit at the midfield, and that was enough where every game was a slog you know we we're good at every other spot but felt like you you roll in you play the guys from dc and every position's good um so it's kind of like crab feats in a way where you gotta you better come correct and, you know every you know what, what they used to say about what ncaa football every game's a championship 
you know. So it's I'm fired up to get down there again with the 25s this time around. Uh, should be a great weekend. Weather looks good, actually. Good ish. Don't jinx it. Yeah. Don't jinx it, please. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, that just guaranteed that we're gonna get poured on Sunday night in Annapolis. So thanks, Daggett. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go to work that Monday anyway. Do you ever go to work? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, and actually, Saturday night is also the second annual uh, senior game for the event. <clears throat> and, you know, just an absolutely loaded slate. Um, we've got, you know, just about every major player. A couple guys couldn't make it. A couple guys were banged up. But uh, this group is, is really, really incredibly strong. Good luck. Shoes representation for you, Daggett. Love a lot that. of 91 guys, um, you know, headlined by, obviously by Joey Spelina, the number one recruit in the country. Oh. But you also, you know, got Dylan Segeter, James Coretta, Michael Leo from that smash team. Um, I'm really just kind of interested to kind of see, you know, what I liked was the draft. Um, so if, if you picked a bad team, you only have yourself to blame. Um, but I think it's really, you know, instead of just doing the, the geographic split, uh, nothing wrong with that, but kind of cool to see a little bit of a you know, different, different spin on it. Um, I like that. I'm into the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, do the draft, and like I said, if you, if your team's no good, it's your fault. So, yeah. although I mean, with this talent level in this game, I think it's hard to for a team to be bad. So yeah, is, I mean, there's just it's like a full arsenal on both sides. So I really don't see how. It's pretty team loaded. Has Flano, you're going to be there. I will. I'm looking forward. Um, I'm looking forward to being roommates with you again. Oh, do I have to? Yeah, just bring Daisy. Are there enough outlets for the CPAP machines in that room? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> so I'm leaving Friday. Can't wait. About an eight-hour drive down to Baltimore with traffic. So I'm looking forward to filming Saturday and Sunday. And then we have the Senior Bowl Saturday night. As we stated already, that is going to be a gauntlet. Both teams are loaded. Um, should be a fun time. Looking forward to seeing you, Matt. Uh, it's not like we were together all last week or anything. No, definitely not. Um, and it's at Navy Marine Corps Stadium, which is a great venue. It was there last year for the uh, MIAA title game, which I think was like the first major game, like where there was just a billion fans back from COVID. Mm-hmm. And there was like, I don't know, 8,000 fans at that game last year, and it felt like 40,000. So Boys it's always a nice one, venue. Right? Uh, BL won last year, yeah. And then McDonald won this year uh, after a controversial win over BL in the semis. So. Ooh. Yeah, Brendan Mellon scored. Some would tell you after the buzzer went off. Others would tell you all that matters is what the ref said. And the ref said it went in on time. So, freshman comes back from a foot injury, plays four games, and averages four points a game and scores the winner. That's pretty good. Actually good. Not an, not an expert, but, Daggy, you can weigh in there. Good and, in fact, not bad. Uh, so, yeah, excited for this weekend. And, obviously, next weekend is the big one. Uh, the NL, NLF National Championships at Lehigh University. Back at Lehigh. Nice for me, not not so much for you. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not ideal, but our know. our drive is better than five and six hour drive. So, no disrespect intended, but not going to miss Amherst, Mass, when I can be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, I will never miss Amherst, Mass, and I live an hour away. So, right. So, um, but yeah, that's it's going to be unbelievable. The the team lineup is incredible as usual. There's probably a you know in every in every bracket, you can probably have nine or 10 different winners, depending on how each bracket plays out. If you play the, you know, 10 times. So really excited to see how that plays out. We're going to have a, you know, probably another million college coaches as usual, as you see at the NLF events. And um, really kind of excited to see 
who's able to come out on top, especially at the uh, at the older age groups. How are we feeling about that 24 locks Schuster team there? Do you even know them, or do you have to like reintroduce yourself? I'm gonna have to show up with a name tag, but um, I'm so I'm I'm just taking a moment because I forgot it was back at Lehigh, and that's that's good. Oh, it's 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 so far. You want a carpool? Not really. No. no. <laughs> All right. Well, way to make it awkward, dude. I'm just kidding. I love you. But he doesn't want a carpool with you. Yeah. We'll see how it is. Under I, no circumstances. I think he. I bet Plano drives like an old lady. I drive like a maniac. I got home from... Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I got home from Philadelphia in uh, about five hours. So, wins a win. You really are a lunatic. What are you, uh, what are you driving? Nah, I took uh, some back roads through Connecticut. And now we're going to swing it over to our interview with 2024 five-star attackman, the number 26 player in the 2024 class, J.P. Guiney from the Holderness School and Black Massachusetts. And we're very excited to be joined by our guest this week. He is the number 26 player in the class of 2024, a five-star attackman from the Holderness School in New Hampshire and from Laxachusetts, JP Guiney. JP, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, well, let's get right into it. You were the second uh, true 24 to commit, not counting the guys who were, you know, PGing or whatnot. Um, and you didn't really take it too long. I believe you committed on the second to uh, Army. What uh, what kind of led you to make that quick commitment? And you know, did you kind of always know that it was the place for you? Um, I kind of always knew Army was like the place for me. Uh, my dad, uh, his good friend, was the assistant athletic director at West Point a few years ago, and he had me, my dad, my older brother up for a visit when I was uh, 11 years old, and he had us watch, come down, watch a practice. Um, the assistant athletic director got us down to the, onto the field with the players. And I was tossing around with one of the players, Gunnar Miller. Uh, he, he didn't play that season because of a cataract, but so he was just tossing around with me and I was shooting around. And then um, Joel Breachy came up to me and was like, Hey, you could, I've seen you shoot the whole time with your right hand. How about we see what you can do with your left? And so I switched my left hand and like took the first shot. And I think, I think I like missed by like 10 feet. And he was like, righties are a dime a dozen. Show, show me what you can do with the left. Better work on it. And since then, it's kind of, I kind of just fell in love with the school. Kind of wanted to prove to him that I could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool backstory. That's awesome. And like, I'm curious. I'm always curious with, with how it goes with the academies. Obviously, they get a little bit of a uh, jump start. You know, we had some people reach out, ask how, how come 24s are committing. For those who don't know, um, the service academies can start recruiting the following class on July 1st. So I'm sure going into it, you had a general idea that some of those, you know, coaches were going to call you. But was it still a little bit surreal when you got, you know, in contact with, with the service academies? Yeah, it was. I woke up to a call on the 1st from uh, – Joe Amplo from Navy and I was surprised because I, I didn't think Navy was going to call at all because I had no um no one like I didn't think that they were, they were going to call but very excited to get a call from them and then about like 10 p 10 a.m I got a call from Joe Alberici and that was pretty surreal yeah take me through that what was that like I mean was it just kind of a hey you know do you think you're still interested in it or just take us through, I guess, your, your whirlwind 24 hour recruitment? Um, 
So I talked to him for about 30 minutes and a very good conversation. We basically talked about, he asked about the, the family, asked how we were all doing. And then basically he asked about like my grades, like what my workouts were like. And then he ended the call. He basically the last, last part of the conversation, he was like, you know, like, what, what do you think, what do you think about army? And I was like, I told him right that I was like, coach, this has been my number one school since, since, since go. And if you were to give me the chance to play there, I'd, I would, I would really appreciate it. It'd be a dream come true. And he was like, well, JP, we'd love to offer you. And he said, I would like to get back to you. You can call me tomorrow morning with your answer. And so I went back, talked to my parents and told them I was going to take the offer and called them back the next day and was like, Coach, I'm very excited. I'm gonna take the offer, and he was he was he was he was really excited. I mean, I'd be pretty excited if I started my class with a player like you. So I can imagine he was he was fired up. Um, has it always you know you talked a bit about you know going up there and, and checking out the school, but has it always been a dream of yours to you know be in the service? Yeah, I mean, I always my dad was a is a was a 26 year uh, veteran. He served in the Marine Corps. He was an F-18 pilot for 13 years, and then he transferred to the Air Force to fly F-16s, and he was in the Air Force for 14. And just always like watching him get up in the morning, go to work, serve the country, it was just really, really cool. And it's always motivated me to, you know, like kind of do my part. And my grandfather served in Vietnam over in Korea. He was stationed in Korea during the Vietnam War. My, my dad's dad was a mechanic in the Army Air Corps during World War II. Um, my uncle served. It's just been, my, my dad's family has a, a long history of military service. So it's always been a dream of mine to serve. That's a pretty, a that's, yeah, it's a pretty awesome family tradition to, to keep, you know, keep going. Yeah. So, uh, Talk to us about uh, this past season. You know, Holdenhurst had a good year. You personally had a great year. Um, you just get into that a little bit, how the season went? Yeah, I mean, it was a good season. We started off a little slow against St. George's, lost in overtime. And then from there, we kind of just picked it up. We were like, it was kind of a reality check. We're like, hey, we're, we're really not that – like, the only team that can beat us is us. Um, we kind of just went into it thinking that we were going to smoke them, and it turned out to be a battle. But um, from there, we kind of just put our heads down, became a little bit more humble and just worked a little harder. And I mean, the end, ending the season to a loss was not, not as planned, but it was definitely a really good game against New Hampton. So um, for, the, for the guys who don't know you um, as well, maybe listening, obviously I've seen an awful lot of you, but um, how would you describe your playing style? Like if you had to scout yourself, um, you know, what, what are the, what are the bullet points that describe you in your game? Um, definitely trying to get top side, definitely force them underneath, um, can dodge both hands. Um, good shooter. Did you kind of think that your playing style fit in well with, with just how army plays and especially, you know, coach Ward's offense, you know, how they kind of, Play, do, you, do you find it meshes well with you? Yeah, I, I definitely think it mes meshes well with my play style. So, and I mean, <clears throat> one of the things is I, I know you had a great year at Holderness, but 
seeing you in December at the IMLCA Players Summit, had a great, you know, tournament throughout. I mean, did you kind of think that maybe playing at that level in front of all the college coaches there, I want to say there was like 400 college coaches there, <clears throat> did that kind of like help propel you in a, a good sophomore year? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was super impressed with the talent level down there. You know, I knew there were going to be some good teams, but every team we faced was a battle. It was a really talented group of teams. One thing I'm very curious about, and I'm sure you've heard this a bunch before, but one of 11 kids, is that correct? Did I get the number right? Yeah, 11. Where do you, where do you slot in there? Um, I'm the third oldest. Third oldest. All right. So what, what are the ages on everybody? Um, the oldest is 20. Second oldest is 19. I'm 17, uh, 16, 14, 13, 11, 9, 6, 4, and 2. Man, that's unbelievable. The battles yeah. in that house must be on, out of control. Yeah, they're crazy. How many boys? How many girls? Uh, eight boys, three girls. Wow. We, we've got to a- talk about the airport, man. Shannon doesn't know about the van. He's you got to tell him about the van. I want to hear about this. Uh, we have a 15 passenger Ford Transit. It's black. Can't miss it. <laughs> it's a mainstay outside of skill sessions. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, but yeah, at least JP is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Is that thing tricked? Is that thing tricked out inside? I'm, I'm imagining it's like. Yeah. What do we got going on? You got like a, yeah. you got a PlayStation or something in there? Give me, give me something good here. Nah, nothing. No PlayStation yet. Just, just seats right now. All right. Well, hopefully you can jazz it up a little bit. Um, we are about a week and change out from the NLF National Championships. I'm sure you're very excited. Obviously, the best event of the summer. You know, probably going to be close to 300 college coaches there. Not to, that's your concern anymore. But um, how exciting is that going to be? You know, knowing that you have to go in and, and play your best in every single game because the talent level is is so high. You know, I'm pretty. I'm very excited personally. I know the the team is very very excited. Um, I think we just need to go in, just think every game is going to be a battle, which it is, and just play our game. And I think we'll, I think we'll do fine. But our problem, the troubles we got into this summer, was like we we would come out, we'd either come out super slow or come out fast, and then end the game slow. So definitely keep the intensity level throughout the whole game is going to help us. We good with that, Flano? You know, you gotta, you're making a call to the bullpen on the coaching staff, you know, for NLF. So, you know, you'll, you'll be, oh, I'm making my return. Oh, wow. That's that's bad news for the Lax Juice's defense. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's great news for Lax Juice's defense. It's probably bad news for Jimmy Kenny's takeaway checks. Not after we, not after what we saw in the fall with, with you at the helm. Yeah, that is. (laughs) I need to get highlights of him at NLF. So you stay away from <laughs> yeah, you let the, you let that man cook and get get some highlights of JP too. Uh, we don't need to worry about highlights from him. He always scores. And I just want to say thanks again to our guest JP Guiney for joining us on the podcast. Great to see him commit to uh, Army right off the hop. Now now he doesn't have to worry about recruiting anymore. Can just focus on uh, keep getting better. And uh, thanks again, JP. And look forward to watching you play soon. Thank you. And that'll do it for episode 11 of the NLF Insider Podcast. Just great to see Daggett Morris back in action, wearing a Laxchusetts bucket hat, just preparing for that ridiculous summer July sun. And he's got sunglasses in, inside. So really, he's dialed in. Gentlemen, great, great to great see your smiling faces. Great. Expect to see a great defensive performance from Laxchusetts.
from the guru himself. You guys better goose egg somebody if this is going to be how long we have to wait to see your luscious beard. The beard is looking proper, so that's good. You're dialed in. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. It's, My beard is going to be a great not so much. I'm going to get so sunburned. I can't wait. Oh, you're going to oh, wait man. till like 12 o'clock to start drinking waters. Smart. Lobster. You know, lobster. Lobster. Thank you very much. Let's do it again sometime. Thanks again to JP Guiney, who is the better Massachusetts person on this podcast. See ya. You know I'm back like I never left. I never left. Another sprint. Another step. Another step. Another day. Another breath. Another breath. Been chasing dreams, but I never slept. I never slept. I got a new attitude that at least on life is a piece of mind. Seeking a find.